0: The world is changing at a rapid pace, and you keep seeing trades pop up in your dynasty leagues. What should you do? Listen in as we give you some options for your dynasty rosters. It's time for dingers. It's the end of the world, as
1: we know it. It's the end of the world. Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just that wins you championships. That's why we can and we get rid of living tips and strategies to help you live that straight up OG lifestyle. I'm Tyler Childs. Joining me again this evening is Robbie Baseball. How are we doing, Robbie?
0: I could be better, Ty. How about you?
1: Well, I mean, I, I dipped into the bourbon before we even went on here. So I mean it's, I patiently uh, waited. Yeah, no, I did not. I'm out of patience this week, so it's been a fun ride. Yeah, no, it's been a fun ride. I mean, all you business owners out there probably know the position Robbie was saying before we jumped on here. Like, it's good not to be a business owner at this point in time. Yep, a lot of pressure on people to make decisions, and it's been fun. But at the end of the day, this is a blip on the radar of time we'll all look
0: back on and laugh. Kind of, maybe, hopefully. Hopefully, yep, hopefully. I sold my business in 2017, and... I am very glad I'm not in that position right now, but now I'm working for a very large university and um, questioning their decision making ability. So, you know fun. And that's the dilemma. Yeah, that is everybody's dilemma right in there. it in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. So are you gonna are you gonna key us in for beers and bourbon or am I just gonna crack one and we're gonna Let's roll? Let's do it. Okay.
1: A long time ago, someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles. In some of these bottles they put juice or milk and that was stupid. Today, only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods. It's time for beers and bourbon because good advice only comes in a bottle. Ugh, so out of practice yeah you're out of practice though. i didn't even have it in go. front of the mic
0: for some reason yeah you just usually i even... wait the whole time with my finger dangling over the little... <laughs> what's this yeah mouth? no le clip le clip the clip the top of the beer what's the the tab tab usually i thought my, the beer was, was called le clip i was like oh that's oh. interesting i'll say today yeah no it's mr canoe head sleepy giant brewing company out of thunder bay uh i've had it on here before we recorded I liked it. I think I gave it mixed reviews, so now I'm I've since had more and appreciate it more. And uh it's always good to have beer that I know is created with some lake superior water or something spring fresh.
1: Yeah, I'm rocking the uh Woodford Reserve this evening. I went I went for a nice bottle tonight just because I you know what I think I earned it this week. I've been basically trying to resolve a problem every minute of every single day for about 6 days now and uh yeah kind of tired all while redoing our house um great timing my wife's off as a teacher so
0: as now's is the mine. time
1: yeah now's the time you know what that's like now's the time to get stuff done around the house um, well
0: see i have a, a a child who's will be four next month and uh the i'm gonna say excuse but i don't mean it in a derogatory way but the excuse that i get why things can't get done by my wife is that my, she must take care of the child while i'm at work and it's like, yeah, it's not an excuse. It's the reason because she can't. Um, so yeah, when I get home, it's uh, you know, push, push, push. So we're trying to finish up the, um, the addition so that we can move on. And as I was telling you before, time, pretty sure as soon as I get my, uh, layoff papers because of things that going on in the world right now, I will be heavy into, um, updating everything that we can for uh, the dingers podcast, find us at dingers pod on Twitter. Um, and I will also be taking up some questionable contracting side jobs as they approach me. So. Yeah. Anybody that needs
1: questionable contracting done uh, Robbie's your guy here. It's uh it's play on words guys. He's, he's actually kind of good at what he does. So.
0: Yeah, give, it doesn't look, doesn't look horrible. You can find me on Instagram, uh, questionable contracting. <laughs> that, <laughs> I changed out. the handle. Yeah, I changed. <laughs> this the handle segment a long brought time to you ago. by
1: questionable contracting, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the fine folks at Instagram for making it possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, funny. if you do have any fantasy baseball questions, which will be our topic tonight about what to do with your dynasty roster, hit tie up at tourney boss. He will not reply because he is busy with some other things. But uh, find me at Robbie Baseball One or at Dingers Pod. And we will make sure we get back to you. The intern is still working. So things can still be happening for you there. Um, As far as our list, we've had a few people who have asked. We understand there are definitely not as many people thinking about dynasty baseball right now. Uh, Again, hit us up at dingers pod and we will happily hand over all the lists to you. We will post them up on Twitter when we know some more baseball is coming our way. Um, But I, personally don't think it's the right thing for us to be doing right now to be trying to slam articles and everything else down everybody's throats um if you want the content just ask we're happy to give it to you and that's why we're doing an episode for everybody tonight
1: absolutely so you know what we're, we want to talk about tonight is what do you do in this window of, fi- of fantasy baseball like we recently canceled our our home league draft uh much to the dismay of everyone but we have people with pregnant wives and people with young kids so you know, it just really wasn't worth it with all the vulnerable demographics around our league right now. So good decision on our part to do it. Uh, bummer because we love getting together and doing that and we'll regroup.
0: But and I I totally wanted to talk about the rule change uh, of our rookies. Um, that never changed. You just, just don't pay attention. I agree. It's never changed. I just think it needs to.
1: <laughs> no, it, it has more to do with that league format um it's been perfected over many years so (laughs) it's it it creates turnover in that league is what it does it's on purpose it allows teams to come from the bottom faster by keeping a guy or trading for a guy that has a little more than traditional rookie eligibility it's a smart move we only keep six guys we're trying to keep 25 man rosters so it's it's definitely the way that league has been designed for return or you know what's the word i'm looking for retention Uh, not, not retention the one where everybody's good at the same time.
0: Oh. Uh, we're we're trying to make it NHL. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're we're, N. we're trying to keep it competitive year after year. We've done a pretty good job with it. We have good turnover. We don't have repeat winners. It's exactly what we wanted to do and that rule is a big part of that. So yeah, much to your dismay, Robbie, we're go- we're going to stay with it. It's going to be what it is.
0: I think I and just want to present a different argument every year as to why I don't like it. And then just have it unanimous, unanimously shot down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
1: appreciate that because as the commissioner, that makes you the asshole, not me. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I do appreciate coming to my defense on that one. So.
0: It already uh, does in the group chat that where everybody's <laughs> just no. And I'm like, come on, this is absolutely stupid. Um, my, my, my argument for this year, since I don't, won't get to give it in person, at least not, not at a known date at this moment was simply that, you can't research the best players because we have two different formats. One is for pitchers. So everybody, excuse me. So everybody knows a pitcher can have no more than 75 MLB innings. However, a hitter can have no more than 75 games. So um, the prime example right now is Bo has over 200 at bats, but he has not yet hit 70 game 76. Um, super silly. And I was just going to go off. I had, I don't know, somewhere around a two thousand word essay, ready to roll for that. Um, but depending on how much beer or um, I don't know if it would have been bourbon, but whatever the hard stuff would have been, maybe some Smirnoff off ice. Ooh. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, however much like, was in my belly, it could have changed. But the my real
1: mood. problem with Boba Shed is Smitty dropped him, so that's a league problem that has nothing to do. That's the people, not the format.
0: Because he did he never... actually drop him before? Yeah, the he's a job? dumb dumb. Yeah. Jeez, and he hosts so... you for Soto. My hundred percent.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I knew what I, I was giving up—a half decent player. Uh, Soto surprised me. Uh, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I yeah.
0: mean,
1: you know, ultimately, I, I wish I would have held on to him, and it will be one of my greatest regrets in my entire life.
0: But then, he, you know, then he dropped uh, dropped Oshet, and here we are. So, yeah. I mean, it certainly didn't make him better in the long haul. No, he,
1: he, he will continue to finish tenth place every season, just yeah. outside the playoffs.
0: And he may have story. So I don't know if that. I don't know if that would have he probably I would just assume he didn't know he didn't know he could have kept him. No, no, okay. No, I just remember no. the one year I traded four story from him, and then he had a horrible that was after his uh wrist, I think, injury. And then he didn't have, I shouldn't say horrible, he didn't have the year he was supposed to. I ended up dropping him because of the keeper format. Um, and then whoever it was picked him up has been loving him since. So it makes sense that it wouldn't be Smitty because it's probably somebody that I did wanna say Chad.
1: Chad has story.
0: Yeah, okay. You no
1: could way. be wrong on that one, but Anyways, um, what do you do in the offseason, Robbie? Like, let's, let's start there. Like, obviously the goal is to get better every offseason. Usually you do it through a draft. Some drafts have happened. Others haven't. So let's start in a scenario where the draft hasn't happened yet. What, yeah, so what are I think, you trying to do to get better?
0: I think in the draft hasn't happened scenario, you are in a more than likely, I'm going to guess, a keeper league, not necessarily a full-blown dynasty, just because of the time constraints of, drafts, unless like our league, you were going to get together on one day and do it. Um, So I would say you have some core pieces and you're going to probably have to do some, especially right now, have to do some guessing. Do you want to push your chips in, in the league where you haven't drafted to improve your draft stock and maybe erode some of your minor league talent if that's available to trade for you? Um, Or you're going to want to reject absolutely everything and wait until you get to draft because depending on at what point this year there is a draft for your league, the talent pool could vary greatly because of current injuries that might be resolved by the time your draft is available.
1: Yeah. And and on that note, I think it's still an opportune time to try and grab some guys that are injured, right. That, you know, will be healthy earlier in any possible season at this point. I mean, the reality is I think we're playing baseball by Memorial day. I think enough of this is going to resolve itself by then.
0: What's uh, that in Canada? May 2-4. Thank you.
1: So May 2-4 is a way better name for the rest <laughs> I was just going
0: to say, <laughs> why don't we share that with the Americans? May 2-4, how many beers are in a case? 24. There you go. So it's a great weekend to go out and drink. Um, but Memorial Day. Okay, sure.
1: Well, it's really about um, – it's the first weekend Cottage Country opens up. is usually – the way that plays out right so everybody heads a little north to the cottages and the lakes and beer is consumed so that's where may four has become a thing so for those of you in the southern united states that's a lake house just so you don't get confused cottage lake house same thing
0: right northern ontario if you have hydro it's called a cottage if you don't it's called a camp so you'd, you'd go up <laughs> to the camp for the weekend that's right um, Yeah, so now that everybody knows, that's the PSA that we wanted to get off our chest, (laughs) the definition.
1: Dropping (laughs) knowledge left,
0: right, and center here tonight. So if people are thinking about quarantine and escaping somewhere, they can go to the lake house, the camp, the cottage, um, and still download this podcast. Everywhere podcasts are available. So, Ty, Uh, okay, go ahead. I was going to say, you should download the
1: podcast before you get into data country. Do it on Wi-Fi, save yourself some money. Although, wireless in Canada has uncapped... The downloads, I and I assume a lot of the United States will do it at some point here, but
0: um, you know, side note. just in in this time of crisis when uh, everybody desperately wants fantasy baseball info, you are now going to not get charged data in Canada for listening to it, so that's great. So what I was just going to say, Ty, was so you're in the position uh that you're in in um, an actual dynasty league, so you have your full roster in front of you, and you have not yet done, uh, let's say, your draft which would be to fill your roster pieces in so say you've got 20 guys you're 26 and you're in a position where you were pretty sure your team this year was going to be competitive are you the kind of gm who's looking at that thinking who can i get that nobody likes right now or which could be an injury guy or are you thinking of the post hype guys that we had a lot of work put into producing an episode of that we're just pausing right now um what's your preference like the sleeper type that would be what other people call what we call post types
1: i mean it really comes down to what kind of team you already have i mean that really determines what you're going to be able to do in the next couple weeks i mean for me i'm i like we've talked about before i build my team in waves always have always will and basically once you see the tidal wave coming you get out of the way so (laughs) uh, i'm either going to be in in that scenario where the title wave is coming up or going down
0: i gotta uh, i gotta get a copy of that moment how long (laughs) into the podcast are we before the title wave
1: (laughs) so that's either the case but the reality is a lot of people find themselves in either really close scenarios or having to break down their roster scenarios so you really have to look inward i mean the reality is if you're on the backside of a dynasty build that your team's starting to age out or fall apart slowly, these type of seasons, for me, I'd be unloading. I'd be starting over. This is the perfect time to rebuild. And on the flip side, if you're, like, a couple pieces away, you could go from not competing to competing really quickly by paying attention to those teams that are ready to tear it down. Guys like Justin Verlander, Joey Votto, can't imagine they're going to be overly expensive at this point just based on the one year that I think a lot of people were looking at these guys, they're now going to be short-term assets, right? So if you take half a year out of a potential two or three year window, those guys value comes down quite a bit. So ultimately if the scenario allows, you, gotta, you just got to read the room and understand where you're at as a team. So my preference always will be post-hype guys. I love to buy low. I like cheap acquisitions. I like guys that everyone forgets about. I'm always going to gravitate towards that because in a dynasty format, I'm drafting 16, 17, 18 year olds early on in their development process. And I'm getting them before they become valuable assets. That's how I build my rosters.
0: Okay. So in, in a second scenario, then I'll throw it back to you. Um, because in, in all of our dynasty leagues, we have drafted whether it was a rookie draft and a free agent period or the universal draft that we do in um, the Fantrax league titled the dynasty league. So TDL and in our TDL league, we have done our universal draft. Um, We just opened waivers up before everything happened. So the league is running as it normally would um, with or without games at this point. So for a scenario like that, where it was a universal draft, and your team is set and now the clock is ticking. Um, are you feeling pressure with any veterans or are you taking like an optimistic side? Like I'd put in our notes here about uh triple a guys could end up with a brief cup of coffee in triple a before they get a quick call up um, this year, depending on the ramp up. And this is, this is of course, assuming 2020 baseball um, because we don't want to be in the scenario of forgetting an entire year because the, we're going to have to, you know, re recap everything. And, and, you know, there's going to be a whole new slew of, of things that change between now and then. So you got your team, your draft is over. You were kind of gearing up, but you know, not just wanted to see what happened. And now you've got this pause time on the, before the season starts, are you looking to make moves right now? Or are you thinking you're going to stay pat? I, I
1: have one league that I might look to make moves. Um, But for the most part, my strategy is almost always draft. Stay the course, start the season, see where we're at. I don't like panicking or making moves in between the draft because the like you draft guys with intention nine times out of ten, right? Every now and then you have guys out of necessity. But in most cases, you're drafting guys you need. So as a result of that, I don't like to move them before I need to or want to. It just doesn't make sense for me to do that. So as a result... I kind of just let it run its course and, you know, kind of see what happens. But, you know, alternatively, if I was looking to make a trade, it would absolutely be after the guys that are underappreciated, the Brett Phillips of the world, the guys that are not really top of the food chain type guys. I mean, I acquired Tanner Rainey in the off season. That's a guy that I would look at right now as a guy that's still not appreciated. And with a little extended window, some guys are just, Trigger happy. They just want to make trades. So I'd be trying to isolate guys like that that aren't going to cost me a lot, can make my team better. And it might be an absolute steal because of the value proposition. So, again, most times I'm not going to make a trade. I've seen too many guys destroy their team just because they're bored. I'm not one of those people. I'll wait it out. But on the flip side, like if I see an opportunity, I'll take it. So I'll wait for somebody to be bored and offer me something stupid.
0: Yeah. And I think that's pretty safe to say that's the smart strategy at this point. If you went through your off season and then prior to the season starting as it happened for most of us, um, this, you know, we we've ended up with no games at this point. There is no benefit to trying to improve a team when you thought the team was good two weeks ago. I think the smartest thing that dynasty owners can do right now is if you have chat rooms, see what's going on in the chat rooms. Like I know a lot of ours aren't baseball related right now, which I, I really give everybody a lot of credit for um, discussing some real world things, including what's happening. Everybody's in different parts of uh, the world, North America, and some of the leagues. And we're getting a lot of really interesting human discussion, not necessarily fantasy baseball or baseball. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's a really good time to see if somebody's decided, you know, like, Severino is a prime example. Some guys that have him are just disinterested now. And if you're, you know, if if you're terrible, if your pitching is horrible, as mine is in one league, I said to the guy, like, I have no idea what your, what your approach is for this year. Um, but if you are interested in dealing Severino, you know, you can look at my dumpster fire and let me know what what might help to make a deal happen. And the guy was like, Oh, okay, like sure, like in a couple days. And I think that's the pretty pretty generic response you should be expecting for people right now is that depending on what people's life situations are they're not going to be getting back to you immediately and deeply discussing trade offers but i've got to say i've seen a lot of trades coming through in some of our dynasty leagues and i think it has a lot to do with as you mentioned ty guys are just a little bored they're just they're making they're making trades which i would say and i'm sure you agree they're making mistakes yeah. because they're getting antsy And this is a good time to maybe revisit something that you were liking earlier with an owner who may have just made one of those trades and, you know, uh, shed long, which I guess is now shed long, junior, um, shed long junior is somebody that it clearly appears based on what we saw in spring training. He's going to be the leadoff hitter for the Mariners. He's got 20 stolen base potential. Um, this is a guy that I just picked up in the last round of, a keeper league um so where would we have been not quite i think at the 400s um but this is somebody who doesn't seem to have a lot of value in dynasty leagues it's going to be a little higher but because he's no longer a rookie maybe he's somebody that i'm knocking on the door of a couple owners for because i liked what i saw in spring training uh he's young enough that it's not going to hurt but i'm not going out aggressively and saying give me you know i'm willing to overpay i'm willing this cuz i already had a second baseman and in every league format that's exactly it like it's not it's just time to a good time to not overreact. Like people are talking at you know nauseum about people going out to stores and buying too many things. Now is not a good time to go out and um, stock your shelves if you already had a, you know a good position player somewhere.
1: Well, exactly. Don't go out and trade for toilet paper, or your team will be shit. Nailed it. Mm. Nailed it. Great reference. So anyway, wow, I like um, it. <laughs> so ultimately, it's a scenario where yeah, you can overreact in this scenario. Don't be that guy that's bored. I mean, I know I've had people message me and I'm just like, listen, like, don't have time for this. Like, we have months before the season is going to start at this point. Just relax. We'll get to it. And at some point, I'll say no. (laughs) 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 But, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'll at least listen because, you know, at the very least, I'm going to learn from it either about that person or about where the value lies on some of these guys. Like, I had a guy that I was interested in that is likely going to go somewhere else and the value proposition the guy was asking for was ludicrous and you know ultimately i was i was in on the guy and it would have made my team better but you know he wanted some top end prospects and something else and i'm like nah that's that's not anywhere close to a trade that i'm going to make and you know again that's where you have to decide what kind of owner you are you have to be consistent and that's the key you either have to be patient and let your homegrown guys become major leaguers or you have to be an aggressive trade guy where you're constantly improving your roster year over year. There's two different ways to do Dynasty. And it's just a matter of how you build your teams. So lean on your strength. If you're a deal maker, be a deal maker. If you're a scout guy that can read the reports and watch the video, do that. That's where I live and that's where I make my money. I don't make it on
0: deal making. And I like to draft 27-year-old relief pitchers that have rookie eligibility. We all have a path that hopefully gets us to the promised land. Yeah, your um, rosters always terrify me, but they get it done, so I can't argue. I know. And that's the one thing that I appreciate when people are like, like in one of our leagues, I think it'll be the third year of playing with a, a good core group of the guys in a 30-team format where the joke is like, I can't believe how ugly the roster looks, but some way, somehow... And then somebody looked into Fantasy Pros, which if no one here knows about that, you can plug in your league um, your league info, and it'll basically state the top team as 100%, which means they're first place, have the most uh, projected ability to score points or talent, whatever it is, like categories to win your league. And then everybody else is a percentage of that. And in the one league, I finished third. And the guy that finished first has a really dynamite starting lineup but no bench. And I am like, you know, like the steady, steady dude all the way through. And people constantly comment about how everybody they thought would be higher, this or that, just as like a for fun thing. This was before, uh, you know, this is two, two weeks ago, maybe or more um, before anything kind of was for sure not happening. And there was not a single comment about the fact that like, I'm surprised at where Rob's team is, but at the same time, I completely expect everybody to be like, well, that's crap because there's no way my team, like when you look at my team, you're like, no, that doesn't make sense. But I I knew you could do that with fantasy pros a long time ago. And I used to always look and think, am I com- going to be competitive realistically or not? Um, and that's one of the things that if you believe in players, then you can ignore those types of sites if you are the person who goes to them. But if you're a dynasty player who like you, you tie, talk about the waves you know, maybe this is not the time for you to be making a push. So, if you go to Fantasy Pros, put in that league info, find out where you are in your league, and maybe you thought you were going to be in the like tenth or something, you know, like pushing for the playoffs, and it tells you you're twentieth. Maybe you might want to consider making a move, unless you do have some of those post hype guys. Um, and also, like, look at Fangraphs roster resource page right now, and you will see the spots based on the last spring training games of where roster resource was thinking players were going to be on depth charts and that could be good for you as far as like you own a player who you don't think will realistically be a starter or you know be on the bench they might be sent to AAA, a and you could try to deal them away or could go the other way where you see somebody and you're like that guy i think is definitely going to get promoted and not be where roster resource is saying he is And you could try to go and like maybe engage in some of that conversation where you're talking to somebody and saying, well, like Ross Resource has him here. And, uh, you know, therefore my value is not as high. I've been getting a lot of that with Austin Riley. Everybody seems to want him right now, but nobody that wants him actually likes him. It's the age old thing, right? This guy sucks. Trade him to me. And that's the kind of offers I've been getting for him. Um, Not that guys aren't willing to offer things, but if you're trading somebody who should be, uh, a year ago, who was a top—I don't know—was he top forty prospect? Austin Riley was really highly regarded. Yeah, he was pretty up there, yeah. Yeah, and now you know, now he's certainly—if he doesn't, you know, chug off, or if he doesn't get off to a great start with uh, you know the next fifty MLB games he plays, he's going to come into post hype territory. Um, but yeah, those are the kind of moves that I'm I'm looking at. I'm I'm watching those guys, and I'm looking at those different websites as I have free time. And I don't have a lot at this moment, but as free time comes up, I think that's a good way to use your dynasty time when you're seeing other teams make moves or getting contacted about players. Um, I certainly don't think it's an issue to put, um, you know, a line in the water with somebody on another team where I let them know there's, you know, you got three guys I'm interested in. We got tons of time. Let me know if you're thinking of this. You know, there's one league I don't have a good first baseman. Um, I I sent a, a feeler out to a few teams that, hey, whenever you get a chance, uh, once we know what's going on, I'm interested in, you know, maybe acquiring one of your first basemen. I've got lots of pitching and then see what comes of it. But I think this is a, a real unique time. And I don't know that there's one way that we could certainly say, this is how you can come, become better out of it. Um, well, I mean, if you off. just, yeah,
1: I mean, if you, if you just do what you're comfortable with, odds are you're going to be fine. Right. It's, it's when you get outside of your comfort zone, that's where most people make their mistakes they feel pressure to do something or do something just for the sake of doing it. And that's, I mean, if you're Bobby and that's your whole season, then that's a different animal. But you know, if you're a traditional owner, then you have a strategy. Don't, don't get away from it. Trust the development process of whatever your team has. So, I mean, if you look at our listener league, I mean, I am loaded with young guys that half of our league has probably never heard of. And (laughs) I cannot wait to be overwhelmingly strong in a couple of years because yeah. I, I crushed
0: the, I crushed the young guys. I was just going to say, I, I have looked through everybody because we had a lot of teams who um, we did 76 rounds and 26 MLB players, 50 prospects there for some reason was a lot of confusion because I increased the bench size simply to accommodate guys, not getting traded or sorry, not, guys, not getting um, minors eligibility. Had to send a couple of emails back back and forth with Fantrax. They sorted it all out. Fantrax was also awesome about giving us uh, the premium for free for this year. So thank you to them for giving us that. Um, we uh, we have since had some time, and I've went through and I've been trying to let guys know. You know, you need to make these changes on your rosters. A lot of guys have been great uh, about making those cuts, and now we're getting to actually look and like you said, Ty, seeing the waves seeing who drafted the quad a guys that are probably all going to be off the roster next year. And (laughs) Ty's putting his hand up. Um, But who drafted the guys who we aren't going to see in MLB in four years because they're still developing. And those are the teams that I think are going to be really terrifying because the year that somebody loses their rookie eligibility, they can still be brought up and back um, through the minors. And that's going to give in our daily lineup format, a ton of, flexibility because the raw or our bench is so small and the reason that we did a small bench is that that's the fan tracks default setting and i wanted to go off of what they do but put in fab so that we had some ability for teams to be competitive in picking players up so if you're not doing well you could shed 10 guys and pick up 10 new guys but you have to be able to do it uh with weekly like every sunday was the plan and we'll just reiterate that when we get closer to game starting that that's the only time you'll be able to pick up players for the week. So it's a really interesting thing. And we we probably will have time to do a podcast talking about that league um, and anybody who's interested in those types of leagues. So um, yeah, I don't know that we've got much more to talk about on that front. Is there any other dynasty stuff that you wanted to touch on?
1: Well, I mean, I I think um, one of the things I'd like to hear is like, what are people doing with their drafts? Tell us, tell us what you're doing with your drafts ahead of, major league season be sure to hit us up on twitter and kind of tell us what you're thinking and and i think it would be fun if if maybe we can set up some some mock drafts i don't know if there's a way to do that um what's oh, something is. we should we should think about um doing a live mock draft episode that could be fun um maybe getting some some people together um and doing something like that in the future here but let us know what you're doing because we're curious about what people are doing with their spare time because we're dying over here waiting for baseball season to start. This is literally my favorite time of year and it's completely ruined. <laughs> so, I mean, all of, I love spring training as we've talked about how much I pay attention to the statistics. I know everyone else hates it. <laughs> um, I love it. I love watching spring training because it's about development. And I'm, and again, I'm looking for different things than the rest of the crew. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's part of me that's missing this year you know that spring training component um and and then it's gonna it's gonna be interesting so i'm curious to see what everyone else is
0: doing did you already have your drafts what's the follow in your league okay yeah and hit us up at dingers pod for that and then uh i guess the final couple notes now i I do i do want to touch on what we're thinking the actual mlb draft is going to do but first um just because people were wondering, we did mention off the top, uh, when are we going to do the RPs episode? I can tell you right now, we have 144 relief pitchers to discuss in the Dynasty format. It's ridiculous. And this is not um out of the realm of normality. If you go back, as I have had the time to go back and look at who has been effective as a relief pitcher in 2017, 2018, and 2019, To say that 144 guys could impact Dynasty is very common. There's a lot of peaks and valleys, short windows for these guys. Um, We will get into it when we know baseball is returning because things could change between now and then. And we don't want to um, put that information out there when we don't think everyone is going to be really interested in who should be the last guy or last two guys in those RP spots. Um, As well as our overall outfield, we will put the overall outfield ranking up on Twitter. That will be available to everybody. Um, Again, once we know baseball is coming back and we can't wait for that time. So as a non-fantasy baseball, but obviously related to fantasy baseball, Ty, we very briefly discussed before we got on air, what do you think is going to happen with the MLB draft? We've been told NCAA is going to give another year of eligibility for, I think it was seniors, but it could be all players, which could create quite the cluster Um, but MLB, do you think they're still going to have the rule four draft?
1: I I don't know how they don't have the draft. Um, I think they have to. And I think ultimately it's the one thing that I think you can count on in baseball season right now. I think they're going to move forward with it. Uh, it might be limited. They might cut the rounds this year. That would be the only thing I could see them doing is saying, instead of, you know, I don't even know how many draft rounds I have 50. Uh, or whatever it ends up at these it's, days. It's
0: huge. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's it's more
1: than five. Um, so so we know that. And um I think they might limit it this year just to obviously try to allow for those guys that you set up before we jump on the show that want to develop in that last year of college to get that full year of development. Um what is gonna be really interesting to me is I think you'll see this as an extremely heavy high school class. So those kids that have committed that sometimes get talked off the fence or I think they're going to be easier to come into baseball at 18, right? So I think that's mm, one of the big okay. things you're going to see is that the high school guys get bumped to the front of the food chain this year. You're going to see a lot more long-term talent drafted. So that said, from a dynasty perspective, you need to understand that you're drafting guys that are years away. So for those of you that Go okay, first overall, first pick, second overall, second pick, third overall, third pick. That's not gonna be the case this year because you might have three high school arms go first and then five college bats. Those five college bats are monumentally more valuable than those three
0: Immediately. high school arms. Yeah.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Like even we've talked about it countless times, right? So the impact of a college arm or bat is much more likely at the major league level. So anytime you're drafting fantasy baseball, you should try to look towards sure things. Anytime you're you're drafting dynasty, always look for the sure thing, because if you have sure thing assets all the time, you're going to do a hell of a lot better than having to cut these guys you
0: left in your bench for three and four years. Yeah, and, and sometimes the guys that do nothing and then the year that they would be eligible for the rule five, their team finally puts them on the 40 man. You may have cut them long, long ago because you could draft a guy. Lucan Baker was a prime example for me. This was a really important spring training for me with him and to see where he got assigned. And it still is. He was drafted in every round I could get him. He was my first round draft pick in like last season. And he's kind of the the staple for me as far as like you need to give these guys three years and maybe four. So he's the kind of guy for me. So the one thing I guess I would say, just in thinking since we've started recording, ties. I probably would not be in any dynasty in any league. That's got a rookie specific draft. I'm not looking to gain rookie picks because I don't know what that class is going to be at this point in time. So any deals that would involve future picks that would be for a rookie draft. I'm not at all interested. Um, no, that's interesting.
1: Um, it depends when you draft, right? If you draft in season and you can't touch the J two class, that's different. Right. But if I'm drafting the I I'm a big J two class guy, I like the international signings. I spend a lot of picks on those guys. Um so for me, if I'm drafting later uh in the year after the season on a rookie draft, then yeah, absolutely I'm gonna want I'm gonna want picks because everyone else is gonna be thinking the way you are, Robbie and I'm glad to scoop up the 4 or 5 or 6 major league prospects that get signed every year in international signing. So, um that's that's where I see a difference, but at the same time I totally appreciate where you're coming from. Um it's it shouldn't be a priority. It's it's the it's the wrong year to rebuild
0: through a draft, I think is what you're trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think actually Tyler like, I I think most owners won't even think about the draft. Like that's the difference between Being a dynasty player and listening to our podcast and being a committed dynasty player (laughs) is that we're sitting here having a conversation about a draft that's supposed to take place in June in real life that will affect what we could have as an August draft. I I know I'm in one league where we draft in August and we just implemented a new rule where we're going to make the J2 replicate the actual j2 process where you bid on players using you know quarters and whatever and up to you can bid no more than ten dollars you could bid twenty dollars if you wanted jason Tobagas, but that's all your money and then you can't bid 25 cents on anybody else or you could bid 25 cents on 50 guys uh, excuse me so that's the deal that we've got in this other league but everything else could be january could be mid-february and uh, for me I am definitely thinking about the draft and after our conversation tonight, I don't think I would want to gain picks back. I would want to gain a known commodity, which could be a prospect that of course, isn't playing baseball right now. It could be somebody that's even recovering from surgery of some sort, but I do not want to pick up a second round pick because I don't know what in the hell that value is going to be right now.
1: Well, and that's perfect. And that's exactly why we are a nice pair on this show because you and I see the world totally different when it comes to fantasy baseball, and it's perfect. Uh it's it's really the exact way that you need to look at it. Some of you are gonna be robbed, some of you guys are gonna just love living in dumpsters, and that's where Rob <laughs> picks up all of his players. Um, I I'm more like to look for the the crib and rob them right out of the cradle. That's that's <laughs> that's where I'm making my money. So, you know, just find what you're good at, and as we've said multiple times tonight, stay consistent. That's half the battle.
0: So yeah. I think that's I think, it for us, right? Absolutely.
1: It's a great spot to wrap it up. What we do want to say is be safe out there, people. Don't be idiots. Like there's an obvious scenario here. Uh stay isolated for now. It's a short window of time. We'll all move past it, we'll all get better. But the big thing as we talked about on the onset, support business if you can and where you can, because there's a lot of people that are in bad scenarios. If you're lucky enough to be on the right side of this scenario, share your luxury because there's a lot of people and a lot of places around the world that are struggling to get through these couple of weeks here. So try to take care of humanity. We'll try to take care of your fantasy team. And until next time, it's Robin Tyler on Dingers